Hi folks, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's survival show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. This is a practical no tin foil hat type of prepper podcast. I just try to keep things rooted in common sense. And this week, this episode is about a lot of common sense. It's about a lot of common sense in securing your home. I have done some other episodes on home security. But I have received some requests to do another one. So recently, I was interviewed on Survival Mom Radio by the Survival Mom, Lisa Bedford. Uh, She has a great blog called thesurvivalmom.com. And now she has her own radio program called Survival Mom Radio. And I'll put links to both of those. She's uh, she's also an author. I'm pretty sure she's written a book and everything. She's been extremely successful. And, you know, she comes at it from a mom's point of view. But everybody can relate to her. That's what I really like about Lisa and the survival mom. Everybody can relate to her. Men, women, children, everybody relates to her. And I think that's so cool. So... She asked me to come on and talk about home security. And most of you know I have a pretty extensive background in security systems. I worked, well, actually for several years, I was a salesperson selling alarm systems. Uh, Then I went into management and I ran a big team, two big teams actually, that were out selling both commercial and residential uh, security systems. But we did a lot more than that. We did a lot of we gave people a lot of advice also on how to secure them their homes. And I learned a lot of things just from meeting people who had been broken into and from a lot of other experts in the industry. So after many years of experience, I've put a lot of things together and I'm going to share them with you. I'm going to share them on this interview, and I'm going to let you hear the entire 43-minute interview or so. Now, I want to say this. This is a huge prepping skill that I think gets overlooked quite a bit, and that is home security. If the stink hits the fan, as I've often said many times, desperate people will do desperate things, and some of them might come after you to get what it is that you have, especially if they figured out that you have preps, you have stuff stored, and they were negligent and they didn't store stuff, and so now they want to come and take yours. But even if the stink doesn't hit the fan, things can happen just in everyday life. People can invade your home. There are home invasions every year. There are burglaries several times a minute in the United States. Millions of people get their home broken into every year in the United States. And even if you're an international listener, you probably have similar things happening in your country. And by the way, a shout out to everybody that listens from outside the United States. I I really appreciate all the downloads that I get and the people who listen to this show. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you hear in its entirety my recent interview with the survival mom, Lisa Bedford, on her survival mom radio show on securing your home. Welcome to another episode of Survival Mom Radio Show, and today I am excited to have with me the one of the very first persons who ever reached out to me when I started my blog over five years ago. And if you have ever tried to blog or uh, you've thought of blogging, gosh, if a blog is just two or three years old, that's like 40 years you know, in blog years, because blogs just come and go. But it was with the encouragement of people like Bob Main that really kept me going in those early months and the first couple of years that I was doing this. When you first start out with a blog, you don't know if even any one person is out there reading your stuff besides your mom and your husband. (laughs) And my kids were, you know, too young at the time to be interested. So Bob Main is my guest, and he was one of the first people who got in touch with me when I started the Survival Mom blog. Bob is uh, a home security expert. He has been in the home security industry for many years, and he'll tell us exactly how many in just a moment. But um, he also is the host of two podcasts of his own, and I would recommend that you subscribe to them on iTunes. They are Handgun World 
If you want information, detailed information about handguns and their use and comparing one to the other, the calibers, etc., that would be the podcast for you over on iTunes, Handgun World. And his second is uh, today's survival show. And I was listening to a few episodes of this, oh, I think last month when I was driving uh, by myself on a four-hour road trip. And just the uh, types of guests that he has and the uh, wide range of helpful information was really impressive. And so when I got home, I made a mental note to get in touch with him and ask for this interview today. So, Bob, welcome to the Survival Mom radio show. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I, as I said, your uh, podcast was very impressive, and one of your guests, um, and I don't, he's an author, and I don't remember his name, but he had such great information. I was busy taking notes, and I was driving at the same time, and I thought, this is crazy, something bad's going to happen, and so I uh, opened up my little recording app, because I was, you know, as I was getting all these inspirations and ideas from that interview, I wanted to make sure I made a note of them, you know, so I wouldn't forget. So, Bob, you are not only a podcaster, but you also run a couple of websites, and I think a forum as well, correct? Yeah. the I, I do run today's Survival Show Forum, and that's a forum of listeners who listen to my Prepper podcast, which, again, is called Today's Survival Show, and people can find that at todayssurvival.com. Um, I don't have a forum for my firearms podcast. Uh, people can just leave comments on the website. And by the way, thank you for mentioning that. Mine's a very practical show. I don't get real techie on my gun podcast. So if there are ladies listening to this that are kind of wondering about a uh, firearm for self-defense, they're not going to get a lot of technical stuff. It's going to be very practical, and I have good guests on that show too. Well, you know, I think everyone is looking for information, and even I have noticed, and I'm sure you have too, Bob, that uh, once you become a gun nut, it's really hard to back away from that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't consider myself a gun nut, but, you know, I mean, with today's situation, the way it is, a lot of people, especially women, it's amazing. Uh, we're seeing record numbers of ladies yes. getting their concealed carry licenses and learning how to, at least the basics of using a firearm to defend themselves. It's good to see. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've written about before on the blog. I probably should write a little bit more every once in a while than I do. But that's just one of your many, uh, many hats that you wear. So in addition to hosting two podcasts and running a couple of websites, you also have been in the home security business for a very long time. Can you tell me a little bit about your background there? I've been in the home security business for 14 years. And my background started off, I was selling alarm systems. I was going out. Uh, a little bit door-to-door to businesses and homes and selling alarm systems. I, I was successful at that, got promoted to management. I worked for a big company, worked for ADT for a while, worked for some small independent companies. Then I worked for a manufacturer of home security systems. So I've had my finger on the pulse of the home security business for 14 years. And that is exactly why I invited you on the call today because um when it, you know, whenever we feel uh, threatened from the outside, our tendency is to hunker down. Right. And maybe that involves, you know, um, learning about firearms or maybe stocking up on some food, maybe some water, and we start thinking, all right, what are the basics for survival? And but we are surrounded by this building we are in, whether it's an apartment or a home. It's that home security that has to be one of the first layers that we address. So let's start off our conversation by uh, talking about just the fundamentals. What are fundamental uh, home security measures that any homeowner can take, whether they, uh, whether they own or they rent? Well, homeowners or renters need to understand that there are basically three, three levels. I call them three levels of home security, three barriers, for example. The first one is at your property line wherever that may be. The second is at your doorways, and the third would be inside your home. And you have to take care of all three of those. A lot of people have a false sense of security, and they think, oh, well, if I just um, reinforce the locks or put in an alarm system, then I'm fine. Uh, I've found over the years that that's generally not good enough. And I'm speaking from experience because I've been to people's homes, many of them, I lost, lost count of how many that were just broken into. 
you know, it's kind of funny. They'll wait, they'll wait to put an alarm system in until after they're broken into rather than do it as a preventative measure. But really it's not funny. It's not funny when you, when you meet a family who was just burglarized. But what I find is they didn't take care of the other two layers. They took care of maybe they reinforced some locks or windows, but they didn't take care of their property line and they didn't have a plan for what happens if someone breaks in when they're home. And that's, that's very important because it does happen. So those three things I think that people need to understand. First of all, you got to protect all three. Are you with me so far? Yes. And as you're talking about layers, I was thinking that applies to everything with, uh, with prepping, with survival. You know, exactly. if all you stock up on are those just add hot water meals, you know, that's not really all there is to food storage, you know, and buying a Berkey, that's not all there is to water, you know, water storage and purification. So the layer concept makes a lot of sense. Go on. Well, and then the other basic thing people need to understand is simply locking your doors is not enough. It's not enough these days. So what I used to educate people on is, first of all, look at your property line. And whether you live in the country, whether you live in the suburbs like I do, whether you live in an apartment or whatever, if you live in an apartment, you probably don't have a property line, um, and you really can't do much about that because the apartment complex is going to take care of the property security. But if you do live in a home or rent or whatever, look at your property line, you know, and there are things that you can do. There are things that you can do by planting shrubbery, trees, things like that. Um, if you want to really get creative and spend some money, you can put lighting at your property line. You can put lights with motion detectors so as soon as somebody steps foot on your property at night, there'll be a motion detector that'll pick them up and turn on a floodlight. All those types of things are very effective. They're very effective in home security. And that sends out a warning to whoever might be coming on your property line that, hey, you know, Someone's watching you. I posted an article on my website oh, a few weeks ago, and it was written by a man named Jim Acosta. And he's um, not a home security expert, but he uh, deals a lot with um, disaster relief. And right. the article was about um, maintaining your property so that it looks as though it's cared for. And if it's right. cared for, it means that people there are willing to defend it, which goes along with what you're saying. You put the lights out there. Uh, you make sure your property looks as though, hey, the people who live here, we care about this place. It's not run down. We don't have broken shutters. We don't have trash in the front yard and overgrown weeds. It is just the, the property itself. Yeah, Lisa, that's a great point. I was going to talk about that. You know, if your property is taken care of, it sends a general message that you're home a lot, too. Um, and the, the last thing that a burglar wants is to be noticed or caught or break into someone's property with someone home. Believe it or not, most of them don't want that. And can I share a few basics that a lot of people overlook? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about extra keys. Um, a lot of people... First of all, I think it's best not to have an extra key anywhere on your property. A lot of people make that mistake. I've done that. The safest place for a spare key is with a trustworthy neighbor or somebody like that. Um, burglars get pretty savvy. And if you might think that, oh, I can hide this key somewhere and nobody will ever find it. You know, think about it. Most burglaries happen when you're not home. And so they're going to have a lot of time, most likely. And if you think that your neighbors are watching your property 24 hours a day, I'm, I'm just going to put it bluntly, you're wrong. They're not. Yeah. They may say they do, but they don't. Um, so as far as hiding a key, give it to somebody that you trust. If you do have to hide one, if you, if you really have to, get as creative as possible. But you know, I don't suggest that. The other thing is, is that instead of hiding a key, one thing I recommend that if you're really, if you're the kind of person that's gone a lot and you really are concerned about you know, uh, having access to your property or somebody else uh, having access to your property that you want to be there but when you're not home, consider getting one of these little keypad locks that can be installed mm -hmm. on your door, and they're not very expensive. Any local locksmith can do it, but it's an electronic keypad with a – and you can put a code. You can put a four- to six-digit code yes. in there. So when you punch in that code, it automatically opens up your door. That's a lot better than hiding a key. And I see a lot of uh, the garage door openers. Yes. Let, you know, let me talk about side. garage door openers. Yeah. There's a lot okay. of myths about that. There's been a myth floating around for years that people can easily duplicate the code of your garage door opener. 
It is possible. It's not that easy to do. So let me bust the myth. It's not really easy. You've got to have a lot of fancy equipment, and you need to know how to use it. And the garage door manufacturers have been pretty savvy to that. And without getting too technical, they're making garage door openers that are much more difficult for someone to break that wireless code. Now, having said that, there's a few things you can do to secure your garage door. First of all, um, get rid of that cord. Get rid of that cord that you pull down on to mm. unlock your door from the inside. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Cut that off. Cut that off of your garage door opener. Um, it is. It, go out to your, anybody listening to this. Go out to your garage door and get on a ladder. Get on a four foot ladder and push on the top of your garage door. You'll find that if you push on the top of that, it will probably separate from the frame of your garage by two to three inches, maybe even more. Burglars figured out that they can stick a wire in there, they can stick something in there with a hook, and they can get a hold, easily get a hold of that cord hanging down and pop your garage door over. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. Yes. Well, I've done it. (laughs) I've done it to get get into my own house. Uh, Years ago, I did that when I locked myself out. So after I did it, I thought, you know what? It's got to be easy for a burglar. So cut that thing off. Um, if you want to spend the money, you can put security. If you, if you buy an alarm system for your house, you can put a security contact on your door, meaning that if that's opened by someone you know, other than you, uh, it's going to set the alarm off. It's going to give you time to get in your house and, and uh, put in your code and turn everything off. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, and these are all simple things to do, and they're not, very, they're not yep. expensive. No, they're not expensive. They're not expensive at all. Uh, the other thing, um, you know, you need to understand the vulnerable points of your property, first of all. Um, you, you know, if you, do you have, do you have on the outside of your property, on the perimeter of the property, do you have bushes or trees that are easy for someone to hide in? If you do, I would strongly suggest you keep those trimmed on a regular basis so it's less difficult for somebody to hide in those areas. Mm-hmm. You know, so think about that, especially at night. Um, your home itself, you don't necessarily have to put an alarm system in. It's a deterrent. I will say this. I will say that just because you put an alarm system in, don't have a false sense of security and think that that's going to keep everybody out because there are people that will challenge that, and then you have to have a plan for the inside of your house. But the other simple thing that people can do that costs virtually nothing and I think you're probably like me, Lisa, and, and your listeners probably are. We like low-cost solutions, right? Right. Okay. Think about the locks that already exist on your door. On the door jam, there's a little plate there that mm-hmm. the lock locks into. Anybody can do this. Any woman, any guy can do this. Get a screwdriver. Get a screwdriver and take those screws out on that little strike plate that's on the jam of your door. You'll find those little screws are most likely little quarter inch to half inch screws. I've and heard all that. Those, what's that? I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually shocking just how uh, how insecure those are. Well, not only that, but think about what they're screwed into. Most of the time, they're screwed into just the little piece of wood that's, right. that's in your door jam, which is maybe half an inch thick at the most. So here's what happens. When someone kicks in your door, it's not the lock that breaks. It's not the door that breaks. Those mm-hmm. screws separate from the wood. And gotcha. it's not hard to kick in a door that's only being secured by half-inch screws. Almost anybody can kick that door in. So here's what you do. You go to Home Depot or Lowe's or a lumber yard, and you buy some 3 and a half to 4-inch wood screws, and you replace those half-inch with the three and a half to four inch, and what you're doing is you're driving that screw into the two by four frame around your door. That really secures it because that's m- much more difficult for somebody to kick that in. That's an excellent tip. And the you're package right, of I mean, screws, you know, the package yes. of screws, are like two or three dollars per package. Mm-hmm. For every outside door, that would not be expensive whatsoever. And I think all of us do fear home invasions. Yep, we do. 
Um, just make it, first thing, make it more difficult for someone to kick in your door. We find that most home invaders, most of them come in through a door. It's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes through a window. And by the way, that's another myth. Um, mm-hmm. Most people are seem to be much more worried about their windows than their doors. 90% of the time, the bad guy is going to try to come in through a door. Interesting. Yeah. Ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time, they're kicking in the door, um, and it's not that difficult. So make it harder for them to kick in the door. The other thing is, if you have doors with glass, a lot of people have that. If you have doors with glass, they will break the glass. So you need to have some kind of a plan. What's going to happen when they already get in your house if they break the glass? Exactly. Uh, if 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 you've made it very difficult for them to bust in a door they'll try a secondary option. So you have to have a plan what's going to happen when they do get inside your house. You know, that would be a good time for us to take a break, Bob. That's like a cliffhanger right there. (laughs) Okay, good. Let's take a real quick break uh, for a network announcement. And when we return, Bob and I will be talking about uh, having a plan for that home invasion. And then I'd like for him to go into detail about maybe some of the pricier options that are out there. He's talked about very low-budget or free ways to secure your home, but we also know that there are other things. I don't know, video cameras? I don't know what all is available anymore because just like every other industry, the home security industry has evolved and gone high-tech. So, And also we'll, see from, uh, we'll hear from Bob if it's worth it. Is it worth the money for that uh, that alarm system? So I, this is Lisa Bedford with the Survival Mom Radio Show. I'm with Bob Maine. And we will be back in just a moment. A home invasion. When I hear those stories on the news or I see them reported on Facebook or elsewhere, the first thing I want to know is what happened next. Was, uh, were there any family members harmed? Uh, was it a, a violent attack or did they just burst in, take what they wanted and leave? Very often, those home invaders select a home that is protected by uh, people who own and know how to use firearms. So it, things don't always turn out the way the home invaders expect. So Bob was just on the verge of telling us um, how to make a plan for that home invasion, should it ever happen. And Bob, why don't you just take it from there? What do we do? Well, before that, can I back up a little bit and talk a little bit more about lighting? Sure. Yes, please um, do. Lighting is very, very important, um, especially at night. Uh, some people get this backwards. Some people like to leave lights on inside the home when they're gone at night. Now, think mm-hmm. about that. If you leave a light on inside your home when you're gone at night and someone should look inside of a window, is it going to be easy or hard for them to see inside your home? Mm-hmm. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Leave, uh, turn the lights off inside the home. Turn the lights on outside the home. Now, just the way people's eyes work, at night, if there's a big bright light or two or three outside the home shining, but it's dark inside the home, it's very difficult for the burglar to see inside, isn't it? You know what? I've never thought about that before, but you're right. Yes. Make it difficult for them to see in and make it easy mm-hmm. for you to see out. If you are at home at night and you have bright lights on outside, it's easy for you to see them outside, but it's very difficult for them to see you inside. So mm-hmm. if you're going to install lights, and I highly recommend it because lighting is a huge deterrent, <clears throat> and you can buy timers to make your lights come on at a certain time every day, which I highly recommend. You can get timers or you can buy lights with timers. They're not that expensive. You know, go to Home Depot or, or Lowe's and price that. And they can come on at a certain time at night and go off at a certain time in the morning. You know, you have to remember that a lot of burglars and bad guys, they're casing the neighborhood and they're trying to figure out people's schedules. And so if you have a, a constant schedule and your lights come on at a certain time, it, it's a big deterrent. So I just I wanted to put that in there before we talk about having a plan and what happens when someone gets inside. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so I hope it never happens to anybody. I hope it never happens right. to anybody that somebody actually invades your home. But it does happen. Um, in America today, they say it's about every 20 seconds. And that can be anywhere from a simple smash-and-grab burglary to a full-scale home invasion. About every 20 seconds in the United States, about 3 million times a year roughly, mm. it happens. 
Um, wow. I'm, not tr- I'm not trying to be scary. I'm just stating fact. It happens. Um, and take a guess when most mm. burglaries happen. A burglary, not a home invasion? Correct. Let's talk about burglaries first. Yeah. Take a guess when most of them happen. Boy, I would guess that, uh, during the day when people are at school and at work. Yeah, between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. every day. Wow. Because there's less likely for someone to be home, especially in America today. We have families that where both parents work, the kids are in school. So during the school year and both parents are at work, there's generally no one home and maybe only mm-hmm. a dog. And I'll get the dogs in a minute. But that's that's when it's less likely. Again, the last thing that a burglar wants is someone to be there when he breaks in. Now, home invasions, home invasions typically happen in the evening hours or the early morning hours. But as far as burglaries, remember, the daytime mm-hmm. is the most critical. So having a plan when somebody gets in. Well, I hope it doesn't happen. But there's a few things people need to prepare for um, since this is pretty much a, uh, a prepping show here. The first thing you need to prepare for is what are you going to do if you're at home? Um, first of all, know your state laws about defending your house. Every state's a little mm-hmm. bit different. Lisa, you and I are in Texas. Texas is very friendly to homeowners. They basically give you as much leeway as you want. We have the castle doctrine here. Basically, someone comes in your home, you can pretty much use whatever means necessary to remove that person, uh-huh. to remove that threat. And if that means pulling out a, fire, a firearm and shooting them, if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. You, you need to be prepared for that. You need to have a firearm. You need to know how to use it. And if, if guns are not right. your thing, if you don't want to have guns in the house, fine. There's other things that you can do. There are plenty of ways that you can defend yourself with what they call less than lethal objects. Mm-hmm. Have a plan. Take a course. The best thing I can recommend is find your local martial arts school, preferably if you have a Krav Maga or an MMA school nearby, and ask them if they offer in-home self-defense classes you will be surprised many of them do offer that and especially for women a lot of them have uh, in-home self-defense classes for women and they'll teach you how to use simple objects in your house as a weapon to defend yourself so i strongly recommend taking one of those classes that's good advice yeah uh get into one of those classes now do you have a, a, a plan to exit your house uh, the best thing I can recommend is if you can get away from the threat, fine. But you're going to figure out in about one to two seconds mm-hmm. whether you're going to be able to get out or whether you're going to have to deal with this threat. Mm-hmm. So everybody is different. I, I can't recommend a specific plan that fits everybody. This is not a one-size-fits-all solution because everyone's home's different, everyone's ability is different. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, you know what? There's a guy that I recently interviewed on my Handgun World podcast. There's a cop out in Northern California. I recently had him on. He brought up a really good point. He, I think it's episode, um, I think it was, if somebody wants to listen, it was episode 286 of my Handgun World podcast. This cop actually goes to people's houses. He offers a service where he goes to their home and teaches them how to defend themselves in their own home. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's what I kind of like. If you can find someone like that or if you can at least take a if you can at least take a a home defense class from some place and just google them or look them up in your area, you'll be surprised. They're they're out there. They're they're well worth it. I think that's interesting and it would be uh it would be great if he offered a YouTube video for people who aren't in his area or can't hire him to come over it would it would that would be good I'll, I'll suggest that to him something else i would suggest though as a tip flashlights um i don't know how many people listening to this keep a good flashlight by your bed but you need to um husband and wife both need to have a flashlight on both sides of the bed a good one a nice quality one spend some money don't get a cheap uh, seven dollar Walmart flashlight. Get right. get something good that you have to spend some money on, that has a lot of lumens and is pretty bright. Uh, bright. Um, once again, light deters. Have a good flashlight. Uh, Lisa, I can tell you. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I've been shined. I've had a, a bright flashlight shined in my face before at night, 
And I can tell you what, it, it'll blind you and it will disorient you, and it's a great defensive tool, especially if you need to buy yourself an extra two or three seconds to grab a weapon or to grab a baseball bat or a golf club or something. Have a good flashlight. Besides that, if you need to investigate something, you got to have a good flashlight. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Most These things don't. are just really basic, aren't they? It's, there's a lot of times we think we need trip wires or lasers or something, you know, to defend our home. And yeah. really, so far, you've been talking about things that just they're common sense, and yet, how many of us might not have that good quality operating flashlight right by our bed? And that's just one simple step that you've suggested. You know the old saying, Lisa, common sense ain't so common. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and some people just don't do that. You know, how many of you listening right now, go to your bedroom and, and, and check to see if you've got a good quality flashlight by your bedside. Yep. Uh, most people don't do it. So now, what about the more expensive options that we have? Okay, the more expensive options. Um, cameras. I spent a lot of time in the security camera business. Um, boy, technology has really helped us out today. You can buy cameras that really aren't very expensive, probably anywhere from 75 to a couple hundred dollars each. You can buy cameras that will either wirelessly or using wires, if you know how to install it or want to pay somebody to install it, and you can watch your home from your smartphone or your iPad or your laptop. So at work, you can have, you can have your browser on your iPhone open, and you can be watching certain rooms wherever you have a camera installed. Right. Um, and it'll record it. It'll record it. So if you do have a break-in, you may have a recording of that break-in. You can also put exterior cameras out that are resistant mm-hmm. to weather that'll do the same thing. They'll broadcast that signal over their iPhone or their iPad. And the question I often get asked, which one? Uh, there's so many good ones out there. Um, Get on the Internet, do some searching. If someone wants to send me an email and uh, if you find something and you want my recommendation on it, Bob at com is a great email address to use. Sure. And send me an email on that. What about whole house systems? Well, whole house systems, yeah. I mean, first of all, an alarm system. I am a big fan of alarm systems first mm-hmm. to protect the perimeter. There's two things, basically three things an alarm system does. It is a deterrent. There's no question. Years of statistics have shown homes with an alarm system are broken into far less or invaded far less than those that do. Um, there's a company out there called simplysafe.com. I highly yeah. recommend them. Um, you, people have probably heard their ads. Um, simplysafe.com. There's no long-term contracts. I don't work for them. Disclaimer, I don't work for them, don't make a dollar, but I know some people who have installed it, and they love it. SimplySafe.com is, is an excellent home security system to check into. And put that sign out in the front yard and backyard. There's two signs in my house, one out in front, one in back, saying this home is protected by an alarm system. Um, let me bust a myth. People say, oh, I don't want to advertise to people that I have an alarm system. Why not? That's a deterrent. It's been proven that that's a deterrent. Um, if burglars are casing the neighborhood and they see two homes with a sign in front and ten homes that don't have a sign, where do you think they're going? Right, exactly. You know, however, if they decide to break into your house and you have a whole house alarm system that, that protects your doors and maybe a couple of windows, uh, they're probably going to hear a very loud siren, which again is a deterrent. When they hear that siren going off, oh, crap, we hit the wrong place. Let's get out of here. Right. Uh, and they probably know that somebody is going to be calling authorities. So here's another myth. Oh, I can install an alarm system in my house, but I don't need it monitored uh-huh. because it cops will take too long to get here anyway. Okay, let's back up and think. That's correct. It'll take the cops too long to get there. By the time the cops get there, everybody, the whole thing is over with, and, and cops at that point are a historian. They're, they're recording a history yes. of what happened. But here's the thing. It sends a message to the bad guy that somebody is, is going to be showing up at this property very soon. And insurance companies know this, which is why they give you a homeowner's insurance discount for putting in an alarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. It helps pay for your system. I get a discount of about $140 every year from my homeowner's insurance company. Right. Same here. Year after year, that pays off. 
Um, insurance companies know uh, a home with an alarm system in it. Those people file far less claims. So, mm-hmm. look, insurance companies are in business to make money. They run the numbers. They know that it works. And guess what? They don't give you as big of a discount if your alarm is not monitored. Why? Because they know that at some point in time, police are going to arrive, and it just simply is a deterrent. It works. Now, having said that, camera, an alarm system combined with cameras inside your home, very, very good idea if you can afford it. And again, it all depends on someone's budget, but if you can afford it, that's a very good idea. And are there any other high-tech products that we should know about and look into? Um, well, camera systems are pretty high-tech, especially mm-hmm. what we call IP cameras. IP means Internet Protocol. In other words, those are the ones that will broadcast to your private device what's going on. That, that's pretty high-tech. Right. Um, you'll find that, like, Simply Safe Alarms, for example, that's wireless. There's no wires. So that's pretty high-tech. It also uses a cell phone mm-hmm. signal to call the, help call the authorities, not a, you know, who has, who has hardwired landlines anymore? Very few Fewer people, and fewer. Right? Uh-huh. Fewer and fewer. They're going away. So find an alarm system that uses cell phone technology. Why? Well, burglars got pretty smart. Here's another myth. You wanted me to do some myth busting. Here's a myth. <laughs> burglars are stupid. That's not true. Burglars mm-hmm. are not stupid. Home invaders are not stupid. Um, these are hardened criminals, and that's their living. That's, that's how they survive. You know, these are desperate people, and they do desperate things, and that's how they survive. And they, yeah. they're smart. They're a lot smarter than you think. Well, they were cutting people's phone lines. People had alarm systems hooked up to a landline. They were just going around the side of the house and using a wire cutter and snipping the phone lines. Now, guess what? The siren's going to go off, but no one's going to get called because the phone lines have been cut. Well, you can't cut a cell phone line. So get an alarm system that uses cell phone technology. That makes a lot of sense. That's pretty high-tech. Right. Really good information and a big variety, uh, Bob. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. There's a lot of high-tech things you can do. I don't know how much more time we have, but those are a couple. Cameras and a good alarm system, that's high-tech. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I did grow up being a little skeptical of home alarms just because I sort of categorized them with car alarms. When a car alarm goes off anymore, no one even pays any attention to it. But that re- that's not the case with home security systems at all. No, and it's not the case. And, you know, I talked about neighbors earlier. Yes. Okay, don't assume your neighbors are watching 24-7. However, if you do have a neighbor, for example, that is home a lot, um, as soon as they hear that siren go off, it's going to alert your neighbors. And your neighbors may or may may not choose to get involved, but at least maybe they might be witnesses to the event. You know, it actually would be helpful if you have trustworthy neighbors to even let them know that you have an alarm system. And tell them, hey, if that you ever hear that alarm go off, you can depend that we didn't set it off accidentally. You know, go ahead and call the police. Exactly. And remember, the last thing a bad guy wants is to mm-hmm. be seen or identified. And so once that bad guy sees that a neighbor now has been alerted, and, and maybe the neighbor may or may not get involved, but once the bad guy figures out, uh-oh, now the neighbors know what we're up to, Oftentimes, they cease what they're doing and they go somewhere else. And that's your goal. Your, you know, a person's goal is really to never confront somebody, a bad guy, in their home. The goal is to deter them from doing their bad deed in the first place. Mm-hmm. So You want them to, to walk right by your house. You don't even want to... You should have a plan, like you mentioned earlier. You should have a plan. You should be equipped with a firearm or tra- other, you know, other training. But the whole point of it is you want to make your property look as though, buddy, you don't want to come here for whatever reason. Exactly. So, again, the three layers, the perimeter of your house, excuse me, the perimeter of your property, the outside of your home, and the inside of your home. And... If they bust through the first two and they get inside your home, you better have a plan. Um, my plan is, you know, I got a firearm. I'm skilled in using it. I can access it very easily. It's very safe when I'm not using it. And by golly, they are going to be, they're going to be looking at the business end of my pistol mm-hmm. if they don't leave within about one second. Right. Things and, happen you know, very, very quickly in those scenarios too. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, 
Most people don't realize how fast this all happens. Yeah. I mean, a matter of seconds. I mean, 30 seconds or less, the whole thing could be over. Yeah. So you were right. You were right earlier, Lisa. Make it, make it, make your, make your, your, your home a hard target. Make it very difficult. Send the message to bad guys, you don't want to come here. Mm-hmm. And don't you know, do stupid stuff. Uh, can yeah. I talk about something stupid? <laughs> sure. There's a neighbor well, here where I live. There's a neighbor here where I live that has a sign in his front yard with a picture of a gun, and it oh, says this home is protected by Second Amendment security. Uh-huh. Stupid. That's very dumb. Okay, I, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to he's trying to send a message. If you come in my home, I'm going to shoot you. But mm-hmm. what also does that say? Well, we know it that says, uh, burglars like to steal firearms. Yeah, it says I have guns in the house. You can uh-huh. steal when I'm not here. Yep. All they have to do is get inside. Yeah. Now, maybe the maybe the people might have their guns in a very secure safe. But why why advertise that? Um, I'm a big fan of advertising you have an alarm system. I'm not a big fan of advertising that you have stuff in your home that people can steal. Right. Especially something that we know is such a desirable item uh, as, as, a, as a firearm, whether it's a yeah. handgun or uh, a rifle. Sorry. Yeah, let me talk about some other stupid things people do. Because um, you, you brought up the subject of, you know, don't invite a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Think about your garage. How many times do you buy something valuable? You take it out of the box. A flat screen TV, for example. You buy a new flat screen TV, okay? And you take it out of the box, you hook, uh, you hook it up, and then people will take the box and they'll either throw the box in their outside garbage can or they'll store it in their garage. Right. I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone by a house and I've seen the box of a 50-inch flat screen in their garbage outside waiting for the garbage to come pick it. What did you just advertise to every burglar yeah. that's coming in your neighborhood? Yep. You got a new big that, screen TV. That you got a new big screen TV. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't put those boxes outside in your garbage can. Don't even leave them in your garage. Destroy those boxes if you don't want the box anymore or hide it in your attic or something like that, you know, to where people can't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as soon as you open your garage door, if a burglar happens to be casing the neighborhood and he sees that box for the 50-inch uh, TV in your garage, guess what? You just told him you got a 50-inch TV. You were going to uh, mention dogs. Oh, dogs. That's right. Yeah, one stupid thing. Yeah, here we go. People think, oh, I got a big, bad, mean dog, and my big, bad, mean dog is going to protect my property, and I don't need anything else. Stupid. Baloney. That, that is a myth. Um, bad guys know how to defeat dogs. Bad guys will shoot your dog. They'll, they'll throw your dog a piece of poisoned meat. Um, bad guys often work in teams, Lisa. Sometimes there's two or three people, right. not just one. Right. And sometimes one guy will go to the back door and distract the dog while somebody else at the front kicks in the door and um, takes some of your stuff. Uh, they'll shoot your dog in a heartbeat. They'll yeah. throw him some poisoned meat, and the dog will quickly die in the corner. Yeah. while they're breaking into your house. Um, dogs are not as much of a deterrent as people seem to think that they are. Um, I've been to a lot of people's homes to talk about protecting their home in the past, and they had a giant dog that was barking the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, some dogs, their bark is a lot bigger than their bite, too. Right. I think a lot of times we we with we have the gun, we have the big dog, we have the home security system, and we think you mentioned earlier it's that false sense of security. Everything's okay now, um, and then we let our guard down in other ways, like you said, just leaving just something as simple as leaving a, a box or some kind of packaging uh, out in plain view of something expensive that you just bought. You know that yeah, can exactly. kind of. Just every, you know, all of your good intentions and all of your plans. Just, you know, we need to be aware all of the time. It's not just the fancy, uh, the fancy stuff and putting things in place, but it's that awareness that has to be there. Um, probably o- overarching all of the other layers that you've mentioned. Can I say something else about dogs, real quick? Oh yes. I know a dog trainer who uh, specifically trains dogs for protection, and one thing he told me is most dogs are trained. 
and it's kind of a natural for a dog. They will protect you if you are home. But if someone breaks into your home and you're not there, the dog doesn't quite understand what to do. You're not there, so there's no reason to protect you. And most dogs might bark and make a lot of noise, Mm -hmm. but if you're not home and people break in, oftentimes that dog will not attack because you're not there. Right. Especially if it's a trained attack dog. So um, people need to think about that. Is a dog a deterrent? Yes, it is a deterrent. But don't just rely on your pet to take care of business, especially when you're not home. Well, I'm going to go out and cut that cord that I know is hanging down in our garage <laughs> for the garage yeah. door. <laughs> yeah. We cut always leave off. our door. We always leave our doors locked. I've trained the kids that that's what we do. So I'm just going to go through the checklist and see. Okay, I have this in place, but I don't have this in place, and I'll bet that my listeners do that as well. Lots of great tips, Bob, and it just your experience in the whole whole home security uh, field shows. And not only are you uh, has this been your career for 14 years, but uh, do check out Bob's two websites, todayssurvival.com and handgunworld.com. Uh, I would recommend that you subscribe to his podcast. When you subscribe to a podcast, you can listen to that podcast anytime you like. You don't have to go to a website to listen to it. You don't have to wait until, you know, Sunday afternoon at 2. Uh, you can just open up, whether it's your iTunes. Bob is on iTunes as, uh, as well as the Survive Mom Radio Network. But those episodes are there on demand. And right now I have uh, Bob's uh, website open, and I can see, I can run through episode 246, 245, you know, and all the way down. And so you find something that you like when you subscribe and you listen to it right then and there. Um, so do subscribe to his shows. Uh, today's survival show is on iTunes. Handgun World is on iTunes. And so uh, give those both a listen. Bob, thank you very much for spending this time with me today. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Lisa. And if people do check out my website, uh, episode 163 on today's survival show, I specifically addressed home security. So if people are interested in that, episode 163. Lisa, thank you for having me on. I very much appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Do visit my website, thesurvivalmom.com. And I invite you, if you listened to today's show and you enjoyed it, you know, when you go to survivalmomradio.com, you really should listen into Pioneering Today with Melissa Norris. And Melissa is not about home security, but she is all about just uh, doing things the old-fashioned way. And I think you'll enjoy that show as well. That's Pioneering Today with Melissa Norris. Thanks for spending this time with me. This is Lisa Bedford, and I will catch you the next time around. All right, many thanks to Lisa for having me on her show. And as you probably have guessed, the introduction and the conclusion, I'm recording both of these while I'm cruising in my mobile studio cruising down the freeway talking to you from my car. Anyway, check out her blog, thesurvivalmom.com, and listen to her uh, radio show on Survival Mom Radio, and you can also find uh, some information about her book as well. So, Lisa, thank you very much. She's also a member of the forum, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to email her as soon as this show airs, and I'm going to ask her to check the thread that I start. I'm going to start a, um, a thread in a sub-forum. And by the way, if you go to todayssurvival.com and you click the forum button, you'll see a sub-forum that says comment on the podcasts. And every episode I start a thread about this particular episode. Okay? So if you're not a member of the forum, but you have questions, that's probably the best way to ask questions. You can ask me or any other listeners on uh, of this podcast, or you can direct them directly to Lisa, the Survival Mom. And uh, go to the uh, go to my website todayssurvival.com. Click the forum button. Join the forum. Register. Do me a favor. After you register, send me an email. My email address is Bob at todayssurvival.com. There's two S's in that address. Todayssurvival.com. Bob at todayssurvival.com. Tell me that you signed up. This is the way I keep those dreadful spammers off of the forum. It's the best way I've, I've learned how to do it. 
I know you're a real listener if you send me an email saying that you just joined the forum and tell me what your username is. And in uh, probably less than 12 hours, I'll approve your account. And then I'll send you back an email saying that you're ready to start posting, okay? We'd love to have you as a member. If you want to call in a question to my voicemail, my telephone number is 210-646-1727. That's 210-646-1727. Call in a voicemail up to three minutes in length. You'll hear an introduction. I use that voicemail for my Handgun World podcast also, so that's probably the introduction that you're going to hear. But go ahead. I use that voicemail for both of these podcasts. It's a lot easier to keep track of all my messages that way. 210-646-1727. That's a San Antonio, Texas area code because I live in the great state of Texas. San Antonio to be exact. Well, also one more thing. This is a listener-supported podcast. I don't run a bunch of commercials about stuff that you might not care about anyway. So, consider supporting my show financially, and you can do it without spending any extra money. How cool is that? Whenever you make a purchase on Amazon, I have an Amazon affiliate account. Go to todayssurvival.com, click the Amazon store page, and there's a direct link there straight to my affiliate link. And you can make all your Amazon purchases through my link. doesn't cost you any extra money. Prices are the same. But Amazon gives me a little bit of a commission, and it helps support the show. A lot of you have been doing that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Every month, there are several orders. I don't, get to, I don't see the names of people who order, but I do see the orders coming through, and it's great. So consider doing that to support the show and also my Survival Champions Club podcast, which is a group of... It's a group of exclusive podcasts on a lot of really cool survival subjects, and none of it has ever been aired on this public podcast before. So you can check that out. They're $25 each, or you can get the whole collection for $75. All right, folks, thanks for listening. This is Bob Main. This has been another episode of today's Survival Show. It's my goal to help you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are, and keep those homes secured. Talk to you next time. Goodbye.